0: Unde il vos quis poterit panibus in solitudine? From whence can anyone fill them here with bread in the wilderness? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Bread in the wilderness. This one phrase evokes... Least for those of us who have read Thomas Merton's magnificent little book on the Psalms, the bread that our Lord provides for those who have followed him into the solitude, solitudine, of the monastic life. Jesus attracted a great multitude to himself, not only by the miracles he wrought, but also by his word and by the attraction of his divine person on souls. To have seen and heard Jesus even once is enough to make a soul follow him. Into the wilderness. God speaks of this through the mouth of the prophet Ozi, doesn't he? Therefore, behold, I will allure her and will lead her into the wilderness and I will speak to her heart. The multitude listened to the words of the word for three days. Not in bread alone doth man live, but in every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. The teaching of Jesus prepared his hearers for something more than his word. Whosoever hears the word of Jesus, as we do in the divine office eight times a day, as we do, Holy Mass, as we do in Lexio Divina. Whosoever then hears the word of Jesus desires more of him. This was the experience of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, was it not? Jesus spoke to them in the way, and there was a mysterious fire burning in their hearts, a fire enkindled by the word of Jesus. So strong was this effect of the word on them that they prayed, "Mane nobiscum, Domine, stay with us, Lord." Coniam advesperashit, because evening is falling. The hearing of the word of Jesus always prepares a soul for the gift of his body and blood. This is the reason for, one of the reasons for, the Our Father at the end of Lauds and Vespers. Not only for the phrase, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, which phrase St. Benedict underlines in the Holy Rule, but also for the phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Having heard the Word of God, having received the prayer of Christ into ourselves, We desire more. We desire the gift of his body and blood. Then Jesus said to them, Amen, Amen. I say to you, Moses gave you not bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which cometh down from heaven and giveth life to the world. They said therefore unto him, Lord, give us always this bread. And Jesus said to them, and this is one of the divine utterances of the fourth gospel in which Jesus says, I am self-revelation of God. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall not hunger, and he that believeth in me shall never thirst. What takes place in today's Gospel is a kind of liturgical synaxis. The familiar sequence of Eucharistic verbs, to take, to bless, to break, to give, points beyond the miracle taking place in the wilderness to the miracle that takes place on our altars. It is the order of the Mass, the offertory in which bread and wine are taken and set apart. The great thanksgiving in which bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ offered to the Father, the phraxium, by which the one victim is made ready for the communion of all, and finally, the distribution of the body of Christ by the hand of the priest. There is more. And they did eat and were filled, and they took up that which was left of the fragments, seven baskets. This detail, carefully noted by St. Mark, (coughs) signifies yet another mystery. The Most Holy Eucharist given us not only to be our sacrifice, not only to be our sustenance and our unity with Christ, our head, and with one another, but also to be the real abiding presence for which every human heart yearns. Drawn by the words of our Lord and magnetized by his divine person, we monks, in a particular way, all of us follow Jesus into the wilderness. For monks it means that we follow him into the monastic enclosure intent on listening to his word. For lay folk living in the world it means following Jesus at least at certain times into places of solitude where it is possible to yes, I'll say it, to enjoy his presence to tarry in his presence to linger in his company intent on listening to his word having drawn us to himself, our Lord would unite us to himself and to one another. And having united us to himself and to one another, he offers us the consolation of his abiding presence. In the name of the Father and of the Son.